you have your Bibles with you tonight, would you open them please to 1 Kings? I know your bulletin says 2 Kings, but if you're at 2 Kings, just turn back one. Now we're going to be in 2 Kings, so don't get too excited. But 1 Kings chapter 12, if you'll turn there please. Israel in its history had 42 kings. Three of them served a united Israel. And those three kings were Saul, and David, and Solomon. 39 of those kings served a divided kingdom. Some of them served Israel, which was the northern part of the kingdom. Others of them served Judah, which was the southern part of the kingdom. What I'd like to do tonight is look at all 39 kings. Don't you worry, you'll be home before 12. No, I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to myself. But what we are going to look at is four of those 39 kings that ruled over parts of the divided kingdom. Because I think they can teach us something tonight. Some very valuable lessons, perhaps. The title of the message, The Good and the Bad and You. The Good and the Bad and Me. 1 Kings chapter 12. We begin with the first king we're going to look at. His name is Rehoboam. Rehoboam. 1 Kings chapter 12, beginning with verse 1 and then jumping to verse 7. And it says, And Rehoboam went to Sheshem, for all Israel were come to Sheshem to make him the new king. His counselors, his older counselors, verse 7, spoke to him. They said, if you will be a servant unto your people this day and will serve them and answer to them and speak good words to them, they will be your servants forever. But Rehoboam forsook the counsel of these older men, which they had given him. And he went to the younger men for counsel, men that he grew up with, men that were familiar with him. And he stood before them and said to them, What counsel will you give to me? Verse 9. The older men have said, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter. But the young men that were grown up with him said to him, Thus shall thou speak unto this people that spoke unto you, saying that thy father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter. Don't you listen to them. Don't you listen to them. Verse 12, 11. Whereas your father chose to make their yoke heavy, you add to that yoke. You chastise them with whips, or he chastised them with whips. You chastise them with scorpions. Now, I know that's somewhat convoluted, but let me kind of give it to you in a nutshell. 
Rehoboam was a bad king. When Solomon died, he was the last king of the United Kingdom. Rehoboam stepped into his position. He was now going to be the king of Israel, united Israel. As the up-and-coming king, he went to his older advisors, men who were seasoned in the things of God and in the things of rule, and he asked them for their advice. And they said to him, be good and do good towards the people. Listen, be good, do good toward the people. And they will follow you. And you will have a successful reign as king. He didn't necessarily want to do that. So he went and he found some younger counselors. These counselors grew up with him. They, they, they went to school with him. They socialized with him. They fellowshiped with him. They played sports with him. And he said, what would you tell me to do? And they said, be strong. Be hard. Be tough. These people won't listen to you unless you grind them into the ground and show them who's boss. The older men said, serve your people. The younger men said, break them into pieces and smash them. Well, sadly and tragically, Rehoboam listened to the younger counselors. And the result would be a civil war would take place in his kingdom. And he would lose part of his kingdom that would become Judah to Jeroboam. And he would rule and be the first king over what would be called the divided kingdom. You say, Pastor, that's a good story. What does it mean? I'm glad you asked that. Because the lesson is this. If you want to be successful in life, surround yourself with people who walk with God and who will tell you the word of God. You can always find people that will agree with you. You can always find people who will condone and promote and support what you want to do. You can always find them. But if you want to be successful, surround yourself with counselors and advisors who walk with God. Men and women and your peers that are seasoned in the things of God, who are seasoned in the things of life, who will speak to you truth. And when they do so, listen to them. Listen to them. Rehoboam could have been a good king. He could have taken the kingdom that Solomon handed to him and built it to greater heights, but he chose not to listen. He listened to the wrong crowd and it would cost him dearly his kingdom and maybe his soul. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of sound counsel. Who do you go to for counsel? 
That will tell me if you're going to be successful or a failure in life. Whether it be the journey of life in this world or the journey in the life to come. The second king I want us to look at is found in 2 Kings 18. He was a good king. His name was Hezekiah. And we read a little bit about his story in 2 Kings chapter 18. First six verses. We read, Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, the son of Elah, the king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, the king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David did. He tore down the high places and broke the images and cut down the groves and broke in pieces that brazen serpent that Moses had made that was being used for idolatrous worship. For until these days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Nushatim. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, verse 5. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. He stayed close to the Lord and departed not from following the Lord. He kept the Lord's commandments, which he had given to Moses. Hezekiah was a good king. Now that might surprise you because his father was Ahaz. Ahaz was the king before Hezekiah. And Ahaz was crooked. He was corrupt. He was cold. He was callous as a ruler. Under Ahaz's leadership, idolatry came to Israel. Sexual immorality came to Israel. And both were condoned, both were promoted, and both were supported by the king Ahaz himself. When Ahaz died, Hezekiah, his son, who grew up in that idolatry, who grew up in that immorality, who grew up in his father's paganism and perversion, Hezekiah becomes the king. And he did a 180 degree turn. You would expect him to follow the footsteps of his father, but he did not. He chose to go the opposite way his father did. His father went the way of wickedness. Hezekiah chose to go the way of righteousness. His father went the way of idols. Hezekiah chose to go the way of the living God. His father walked in sexual immorality and perversions of all sorts and shapes. And Hezekiah said, I'll walk the straight and narrow. Under his reign, he tore down all the pagan worship sites. That's what we just read. He put Judah on high moral ground. He became a man of prayer. 
Bible tells us at one time Assyria was going to come against his kingdom and Assyria was a major world power. Hezekiah knew that Israel could not defeat Assyria in battle. So he looked to God and he prayed for God's help. The Bible tells us that God sent an angel, one angel, and that angel took on the Assyrian army that night. And that one angel killed 185,000 Assyrians by himself. And Israel was saved. And it all took place because what did he do? He prayed. Hezekiah was a praying man. When he prayed, heaven paid attention. And he preserved the word of God for generations to come. If you study the book of Proverbs, you'll often see a little, ins- a little insight that is given or a little excerpt that says something about sons of Hezekiah. What it means is Hezekiah preserved the writings of Solomon that they could be given to later generations. Hezekiah was a good king. What can we learn from him? No matter what your past is, you can rise above your past and be great for God. Did you hear me? I know some of you have not come out of the best past. But you can't walk around all your life and be a victim. You can't go around all your life and blame your parents for what you are now. Or, or blame experiences or situations or circumstances that have happened to you in times past, no matter how bad. You can't go around blaming bad counsel that you got years ago or saying, woe is me, I made bad choices. I've just had some bad luck, whatever that means. There comes a time when you need to say, listen, I can't change the past, but I can make my present and future different. Through Jesus Christ, I can change. I don't have to be a captive to my past. I can be set free. And that's what Hezekiah did. He changed how he was raised to walk with God. You can too. The third king of the four is found in 2 Kings 21. Verse 1 through 3 and verse 16. This king is named Manasseh. Manasseh was a bad king, but his story has a happy ending. 2 Kings 21, verses 1 through 3, verse 16. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to rule. He would rule for 55 years in Jerusalem. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. After the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out before time, Under Manasseh, he again built up the high places, the idolatrous temples, which Hezekiah's father had already destroyed. 
He reared up the altars again to Baal. He made a grove where, where, where worship of idols would take place, as did King Ahab of Israel. And he worshipped all the hosts of heaven, and he served them. Verse 16, Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much, till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another. And besides his sin, wherewith he made Judah sin, and doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Rehoboam was a bad king. Hezekiah was a good king. And now we're introduced to Manasseh. And he was a bad king. If I could give you three words to capsulize and summarize Manasseh, it would be he was an idolater, he was a fornicator, and he was a murderer. In fact, history tells us that the prophet Isaiah spoke to him about his soul. And you know what he did to the prophet Isaiah? He sawed him in half. He killed God's man who brought God's word to him. He was an idolater. He was a fornicator. He was a murderer. And for 55 years he ruled. And much of his rule was a reflection of him. Idolatry, fornication, and murderings. Continually taking place under his regime. If anybody deserved to go to hell, Manasseh did. But something happened to him. In 2 Chronicles 33, verses 12 and 13. When Manasseh was in affliction, he sought the Lord, his God. He humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers that he had rejected for so many years. He prayed unto God and was entreated of him. And heard, God heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. And Manasseh knew that the Lord was his God. Manasseh got saved and the latter part of his rule in life. Can you imagine that? He got saved. What's the lesson we can learn? It's never too late to give your life to Jesus. Never too late to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says, whosoever comes shall never be turned away. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no asterisks there that say certain people can't come or certain People who call out to the Lord won't be heard. That's not what it says. Whoever chooses to come to the Lord as long as they have life, God will receive them. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, God will hear them and save them. You say, but pastor, I've got great sin in my life. His grace is greater than your sin. I've got great abominations, Pastor, in my life. His mercy is greater than your abominations. 
I wouldn't put off your salvation. But as long as you have breath, there is hope for you. And for those of us who pray for people, as long as we have breath and they have breath, keep praying for them. Manasseh. And then the last king as we close of the 39 that we're going to look at, but not going to look at, is Josiah. 2 Kings 22. Just move over one more chapter. And let's look at verses 1 and 2. Josiah was a good king. Now notice how old he was when he takes over the country. Josiah in verse 2 Kings 22 was 8 years old. How many of you know anybody 8 years old? He's about the age, almost the age of my granddaughter. Eight years old when he began to rule. He would rule for 31 years. Verse 2, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He walked in all the ways of David his father. And he never turned aside to the right or to the left of wickedness. Eight years old. Josiah is handed the mantle and allowed to sit on the throne of Judah. For 31 years he would rule that country. And he would be one of the greatest kings in the history of Israel. He would lead the nation in the paths of righteousness for the sake of Jesus Christ. Josiah would love the Lord with all of his mind, heart, soul, and strength. And he would love the Word of God likewise. And by the way, if you love Jesus, you'll love the Bible, won't you? If you love the Bible, you'll love Jesus. Because the living Word, Jesus, and the written Word, the Bible, are the flip side of the same coin. You can't talk out of one side of your mouth, I love Jesus, but I don't believe the Bible. Or I believe the Bible, but I don't believe in Jesus. It doesn't work that way. You love one, you'll love the other. And vice versa. Josiah loved the Lord and he loved the Word of God. He loved the Savior. He loved the Scriptures. No wonder somebody said of him, he was a light for God in a dark world. And what can we learn from Josiah? It's possible to walk with God... From beginning to end. Without ever falling away. It's possible to walk with God and stay the course. All the days of your life. Josiah at eight years old said I will follow Jesus and I'm not turning back. And for 31 years as the king of Israel he would do just that. He would follow Jesus. There would be no turning back. He didn't have any dry spells. He didn't have any dead spots. He didn't have any dark sides. He didn't have any detours into sin. He followed Jesus. I know sometimes we... And I'm going to say something to our young people. I know you love the Lord. But something happens sometimes, young folks, when you get to college... Get out from under your parents. Get out from under your youth pastor and your youth workers. 
all of a sudden you're exposed to things that you were protected out here. All of a sudden you're told it's okay to drink alcohol and get drunk a couple of nights a week. And so you say, well, I've never done that. I think I'm going to try it. It's okay to smoke dope. Everybody else does it. I've never tried it. I think I'll try it. It's okay to sleep with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's in school. Because everybody's having sex in school. And so this walk with God, that you've walked with God up until you get 18 or 19, all of a sudden you decide that you're going to do something different. You want to experience this world a little bit. And what you do is you mess up your life. Josiah had those temptations and he said at 8 years old, I will follow Jesus. At 18 years old, he said, I'll follow Jesus. At 28 years old, he said, I'll follow Jesus. I'm not going to allow the world to tell me what I need to do. I'm going to follow Jesus. And he never ceased in doing that. The good, Hezekiah and Josiah. The bad, Rehoboam and Manasseh. What about you and me? Who do we listen to? Where do we go to get our counsel? I hope and pray you got some godly people in your life and you'll go to them and listen to what they have to say. Because God speaks through the Scriptures and God speaks through His servants. Don't be a victim of your past. Quit making excuses about how you are. Take ownership in your life. Let the past go and rise up today and for the future. You can do it through Jesus. And no matter how old you might be, no matter how wicked you might be, understand there is a Jesus who loves you. And He's holding His hand out for you to come if you'll just come. His ear is inclined to you if you'll just call upon His name. It's never too late to be saved. And lastly, may we walk with God from beginning to end. May there never be a time in our life when we stray away and go after the things of the world. May we walk with God all of our days. Heads are bowed.